Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Here we go, folks. Uh, June 29th, whatever Wednesday, first time caller, whatever Wednesday in this first segment. So if you're a first time caller, you've always wanted to call in. Now's the time. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400 or texted. All you long-time callers, give the first-time callers a window. Hopefully we'll have some callers. I'm hoping. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln, and Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. Um, I'm perusing through... Uh, all the news stories and looking, and Johnny's like, hey, it's time to go. Okay, well, let's lead with this one. Um, actually, let's throw some topics out there that first-time callers might be interested in. Um, maybe all the SCOTUS decisions. Roe v. Wade, Second Amendment, the First Amendment uh, held up for religious uh, freedom. Uh, Mike Flood's win. How about the story in the L.A. Times? If you haven't seen that, we'll talk about that. You know, quote-unquote, real progressive newspaper. Uh, Maybe you're following the January 6th uh, hearing. I call them the mob because it's it's at this point gotten comical. We're taking testimony on hearsay, literally. Um, I I have a lot of other things I could think of our elected officials could be doing. Uh, something that I think is great, but I don't understand the mechanism, is H2O 2.0 announced yesterday here in Lincoln, Nebraska. The mayor and other stakeholders um, putting together plans to find a second water source. I think that's a great idea. Um, I absolutely do. Maybe another one on a show we had earlier is uh, legalizing medical marijuana here in Nebraska. That petition's out there. We talked about... Uh, NebraskaMarijuana.org. And the other petition that's getting a lot of traction is the voter ID petition. Um, maybe that's on your mind. I don't know. There's a lot that could be on your mind. Again, opening it up to first-time callers. Now, here's the deal, first-time callers. We're putting it out there. We've put the old guard on hold. And if you don't call in, then I'm just not going to have another first-time caller Ooh. event. I mean, why, right? If 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 we're not going to answer the bell and we've got other great Americans that want to call in, um, but we're trying to do it. And we're going to do it as well again on Friday. We're going to have the whole show be first-time caller Friday. Johnny, it's, I know you're chewing on the oh, mic no, over there. I just want to add into it. Like, It's one of those things where if you listen to the show and you haven't called in and you agree with the what the commander says, call in, let us know. If you listen to the show and you disagree with what the commander says, Call in. Let us know. Now's your time. Yeah, yeah. That No, Johnny, you said it well. You said it well. Well, let's start with our guest yesterday, um, now Congressman Mike Flood, who won the special election in the congressional uh, first congressional district last night. And believe it or not, uh, as we got later into the night, I was... Going through the Secretary of State's website, uh, looking at the data dumps and the updates, uh, because it interests me. It interests me because one of my things on this show with Lincoln and Lancaster County has been to continually talk about the importance of getting educated and voting, and then and candidates, and then actually going out and vote. And so I know in the primary, there was a lot 
of good uptick in conservative voters. And so I wanted to see as kind of a checkpoint where it would be in this special election that, again, had not happened since 1951. And so let's go off the top of the head. Uh, Mike Flood beat Patty Panzing Brooks by about 7,000 votes, a little more than 7,000 votes overall in Congressional District 1. What's interesting, just like Mike Flood, then Senator, yesterday on talked about with the importance of Lincoln and Lancaster County um, helping uh, rural Nebraskans um, get this vote for himself, uh, was very accurate and good. And if you look at the numbers, uh, 50% of Mike's Flood's votes came from Lancaster County. Now, here in Lancaster County, when I go to look at the votes, what I do see is Patty Pansy Brooks carried this county. And that generally was to be expected. Okay? But here's why I'm so proud of efforts on the conservative side. Because besides, seriously, the historic turnout in the 2022 primary that we just had, right? And then the 2020 ballot box COVID presidential race and the 2016 president race, this is the most conservatives have turned out in Lancaster County. And this was a special election. This is a really good sign for all conservatives in and around the county that have been paying attention to the issues here in the county and understanding that your vote does matter. In this case, your vote was 50% of Mike Flood's votes, right? Your votes, 30,000 in Lincoln, Nebraska, are only trumped by three other races, and we know how hot are elections. We know how hot the last primary was. So this is great news, right? We're listening. We're getting educated. We're saying, I do have a vo- voice, and I do have a vote, and it does matter. All right? So what's interesting is even with the upswell of Roe v. Wade and a lot of the buffoonery out of Washington, which is essentially, you know, Timing-wise, become free PR for Democratic values, or Patty Pansing Brooks in this case. Um, that still was not enough to keep conservatives in Lancaster County away from voting. And so, conservatives, you should be proud. People that champion conservative values, independents that aren't necessarily happy with the way Lincoln and Lancaster County is being done being run this should give you hope just kind of like um victories i think in the supreme court all right let's go to vicky on line one uh vicky i'm assume first time caller welcome to drive time lincoln appreciate you calling in yeah not a problem it's nice to talk to you i'm just calling to find out where you're at in your campaign to run for office i haven't heard you talk about it lately oh we had a little update um yeah stay on the line we had a little update on monday um, j- just so everybody's clear, it's an exploratory committee. Day what, 73. Yeah, we're on day 73. Um, 
And so uh, what I do when I'm obviously not on the radios, I'm looking at the issues and I talk with what I would as as I am not a career politician. I talk with people that have been in the space. Um, we haven't officially filed anything. And that's good. Otherwise, I couldn't be on the radio. And I have said to the committee and to the people I trust that we're going to continue to look at this all the way through the general election. And the reason is, if, if you've been reading my blogs or hearing me, on the conservative side, I have some issues uh, with everybody getting together, not only in Lincoln and Lancaster County, but even statewide. So I see fractures in the conservative party and that kind of bothers me just as a as a conservative um and so i want to see what i hope will be mending of the fences both statewide and here in the county and most people would say well that's way too late to decide to run say for mayor and I disagree, meaning I think we can look at campaigns that have been run recently and with social media and a lot of things. I, I think you can get the, your name out there. And so that's one landmark that we're going to continue to work as we go to the NEGOP state convention next weekend and then we get to the general. And so we're just watching all of this. The other thing, okay. and I and I think it's clear, I have a, a an issue with the way our city and county is being run. I think that it's being run extremely left liberal. I think that there's lots of Democrats, just like there's lots of um, conservatives that are willing to work across the aisle and solve things for the entire citizenry. Um, and I don't see that being done, no doubt because of you know kind of blm and some of the woke culture and school stuff i think it's gotten a little more left i think even in lincoln democrats have gotten empowered by the biden administration and so i don't feel they're representing the people um and so i want to see as as we go forward if there will be any type of i guess trying to represent the people and then then third thing would be I have talked to some other folks that are thinking about on the conservative side running for mayor. And and I think it's important. And I I haven't got permission, although I think I've already said it on air, um, that, you know, I didn't specifically ask, hey, can I put this out? But I think it's important that all conservative candidates that are thinking about running for mayor um, talk before they announce and kind of have a game plan of, of how that works out. It's one of the things I think the Democrats do a lot better than conservatives is they game plan how to run races and who goes where so that it's what we call in the military mutually supporting efforts to ensure that the values of the party get there. So that, that's an update I hope for you. Okay. Yeah. That's Does perfect. that make Thank sense? It makes perfect sense. I just uh, would like to see, um, on both sides, people trying to work together a little bit more. And I totally agree as far as like the conservative side of things. It just has been a lot of conflict, it seems like, and within the party, and that's not needed right now. No, it, it's not needed. And, and I'll give you an example, kind of I call it across the aisle, is I do actually think I, I totally disagree with the fairness ordinance the way it was written here in, in Lincoln and Lancaster County. Um but with regard to, I, I kind of say two to three, sometimes six, depending on how you read the darn thing. I think there are some issues that need to be looked at from a whole of city approach with all stakeholders. And so I was happy to see that rescinded. But right. at the same time, 
I'm not happy to see kind of a rogue left group trying to get it on the ballot because that's going to make us as a city more divisive. And what we need to do is we need stakeholders to come together to work through the the friction points and the no-goes so that we can do something positive for the vast majority of Lincolnites. And that is something like, I know I've tried to work that from my radio and behind the scenes, and we've had some success, but that would be an example of something, you know, if I were to run, that I actually think can be done. I think Lincolnites Mm -hmm. can work together. I think we're just not working together great right now and and i agree with you i think the conservative party is doing a little too much infighting yeah okay All great right. call well, thank you very much thank, thank you. you very much yeah appreciate it hey vicky first time caller that was actually i i appreciate that question i know it's not necessarily newsworthy it's kind of balancing an interesting line but in fact uh you know when you're having an exploratory committee and you're a guy like me that's not conventional. Uh, you might be going to do things different. So, yeah, appreciate that. Again, first time caller. We may have to extend it, but we did get Vicky, and that was cool. I don't think Vicky's called in before, but uh, hotline's open. The Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400 on this whatever Wednesday. Trying to give uh, some time for first time callers. And that's okay. It's the first time you do something. Maybe we'll only have one caller. Um, for all of you OGs, Original gangsters. <laughs> well, that's what Johnny. That's what it meant back I know in my what day. It meant, but I just, I want to take a drink of Pepsi, and I just wasn't expecting <laughs> to say it. That well, <laughs> OG folks, at least in my lifetime, that was what it first meant. And then in the military, it it also meant old guard. So, uh, yep. yeah, so there was, you know, however you want to say it, my point being uh, dedicated longtime listeners, uh, you will absolutely have the uh, airways on this whatever Wednesday second segment, because I know some of you are going to call in. Um, but let me finish up with with the flood campaign. So, again, he won by uh, roughly 7000 votes. And, um, you know, speaking to this county. Uh, really good work by the Lancaster County Republican Party, the flood campaign. Um, a woman that Mike Flood mentioned, Mary Hilton, who has a neighborhood captain, get out the vote campaign. You know, those two entities working together to get conservatives educated and engaged to go vote. And I've said this before, people, if you don't like the crime stats, if you don't like the fact that our police force is dwindling and we're not keeping up and with manning and modernization and we're stressing that force, if you don't like some of the policies like the fairness ordinance, if you don't like, you know, kind of the left coast, left push into Lincoln, it's too much, too fast. Um, then as a conservative, you've got to get out and vote. That's what matters. Um, all right, let's uh, go to Brian real quick. First time caller on Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, Brian. I was just wondering if I was just high. I was wondering if anybody knew why the veterans were added as a protected class <laughs> in this fairness. Or, it seems so random or just for vote getting. I don't understand why they're in that ordinance. Yeah, stay on the line, Brian. Here, here's what I think. I have tried to find a a great explanation, say from city council, and I haven't gotten it. As a veteran, I think it was just put in there as fluff to kind of make it look like, oh, we're we're trying to care for everybody, and and I'm not doubting that there are some veterans that 
you know, have some issues that maybe the fairness order ordinance protected. But the fact is the fairness ordinance was far and away for trans rights, LGBTQIA and trans rights. And I found the fact that they put the veterans in there with little explanation to be a little bit demeaning, at least in my opinion, to veterans. And and to be honest, veterans, they do have issues, and, and some more than others, but veterans are a very protected class already. And I thought it was just a little political pandering, that's my opinion. Did you have any thoughts on it? my only explanation is to score points with someone who would vote for pro-veteran and that's really nothing to do with the rest of the bill or ordinance. Yeah, well, I, and that's what I said. I mean, it came about, you had about seven days' notice to see it. I question their transparency leading up to it. Um, you know, it went through fast. Uh, Richard McGinnis was on this show, talked about other people having meetings for 18 months he wasn't aware of on it. And so, in the end, it's good it's dead for right now. Um, but it sure appeared to me, I mean, I... I'm going to be honest, I laughed when I saw the veterans thing in there because I thought they're just trying to find maybe some veterans that aren't paying attention that'll get up in arms about it. But this thing was all about trans rights and LGBTQIA uh, far and away, and I hope the next time you know they leave veterans out of it. Well, you and I saw the same thing. I just didn't hear any debate on either side for why veterans yeah. would be in there or not be in there. Yeah, good call. Appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for having me on. You bet. All right, I know we've got some more callers. We've got to take a break, but we will get to you right when we come back. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right here, short break uh, here on First Time Caller Whatever Wednesday. Let's go to Jennifer on line two. Jennifer, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, Commander. Nice speaking to you. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I listen and I have never called in, but I watched the LPS board meeting last night and was just appalled. It, I mean, it hits you in your gut to think the disrespect of this board, not, not listening to the parents just the condescending tone from them and a parent brought up about masks again in the fall and it it physically made me ill to think that after you know all the science that has come out not just here you know they don't right. listen to uh, many of the scientists many of the doctors here but even from other countries and you know they won't they won't say hey you know what no we're we acknowledge this information that's out there, we're not going to do it. They just keep their mouth shut because we know they're going to do it. And it just, I mean, it saddens me. It makes me sick to think of it. So parents, I mean, there's got to be parents listening, grandparents. I mean, you got to take a stand for your kids. The information yeah. is out there. And what they're doing at this point, just, just t- totally just turning a blind eye to it. It's nothing short of child abuse. I mean, it just, we have to put the pressure on them and not allow it. Basically put our foot down. It's not going to happen. And this goes for the, the private schools, too. The private schools were really complicit. And I realized early in 2020, you know, it was kind of unknown. And it was like, hey, you know, we're being told this, you know, this is yeah. going to protect the kids. We know now it's not. 
So I just Thanks. really want to light a fire under people. So All right, I'll comment when I come back. <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Jennifer. Thank you. You bet. 1,499.3 Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on a whatever Wednesday, June 29th, second segment. Uh, call lines are open to anybody. All-time callers, everyday callers, first-time callers. I appreciate uh, the three callers that called in. And remember, Friday, we're going to have first-time Friday. So if you're out there, spread the word. Listen, I, I'm trying. I've been trying to make this people's platform. I'm happy to take all calls from everybody, you know, as long as we keep it clean for the FCC. Um, and I, I truly enjoy it. I think it's good to be able to discuss differing viewpoints. Um, Jennifer, to her point about... Um, <laughs> school board and LPS. I, there's been a lot of stories I've gotten over the last couple months, and I haven't necessarily ran with them. I know that um, it's contentious there, and hearing it from Jennifer, you know, saddens me a little bit because we're talking about the education of our youth. And and I think there's two points. Um, parents, we have to remember, and I think for the most part, I haven't really seen anybody be really disrespectful at all. But be respectful in your arguments. And and your points and, you know, and also be prepared to, to work for it, so to speak. And I think a lot of you are doing that. There's certainly a lot of questions on a lot of topics. I also know that if I'm a school board member, at least last year, I'm getting tired of it, too. Right. So there's some friction points there, just natural human friction points. Nonetheless, that is what they're there to do. And we as parents need to pay more attention, and I think we are. With regard to the masks, couldn't agree more with Jennifer. Uh, there is no reason to be masking kids. Now, in this particular city and county, sure, I expect if that needle goes up, Pat Lopez will recommend or say that we've got to go back to masks. The mayor will say it beforehand. They'll call the schools. It'll all be set up, and we'll go back to masks as our overseers see fit. But I do believe this time, and I think Jennifer was right, and I can't say this strongly enough. I am absolutely against any type of violence. I am all for peaceful protest on any issue. That's your American right. That's my American right. And if our schools go back to masking, knowing what we know now, and forcing this on us, this is a perfect time to stand up and peacefully protest. And if, if you have whatever you have to do to get the point across, because there is no way um, under the current circumstances as they are now, even as they were last time, that our children should be masked up. That's my opinion. So I think parents keep a watch on it. Keep making those arguments. And city council, I mean, remember, I get or not city council, but uh, school board. I, I know you're tired of it, but in the end of the day, that's what you're there to do is to listen to parents and make decisions um, for everybody. All right. Uh, again, the hotline's open, 402-479, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. We've got Natalie on the line. I believe, Natalie Weiss, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Jack? I'm pretty good. I'm actually, uh, I'm really glad you called. But as the host, I have to say, is anything on your mind in the general big audience of things? Well, 
as an honest guest, I have to say that I was asked to come on. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. So here's what happened. Natalie's, I don't know how, you found out on Facebook, probably Johnny's. Yeah, jo- Johnny's out there trying to make the show, uh, you know, like, hey, we're not getting as many first-time callers. So I'm Anything just, I could do to help, right, I'm he, going to. He is. Look at him working behind the scenes. Um, and you responded, which was awesome. I and did. I was like, I did. Yeah, I was like, Johnny, get her on the show. I have a question. And I do. And I'm ready to answer a question. No. No, well, I guess, you know, I was with Patty last night downtown. Okay. And I'll say, we're feeling pretty good today. We're feeling really good. And uh, for all the Democrats out there listening, don't be too discouraged. And for all you Republicans out there listening, I think that you should be a little bit scared. (laughs) I love it, Natalie. You're the only one thus far (laughs) that we've been able to come on and have good, healthy, political banter but i think helpful in some levels but i think so too but but i always enjoy talking right but realizing that okay we'll do our best in these elections and these things and then we'll go on and solve problems and live i hope that's how people see it because that's good um that is good and i will tell you this because you you probably heard my monologue you know praising conservatives which of course i'm gonna do um and, and good for you for praising dems but here's the thing i of course looked at it and said oh no the Dems just saw how many votes they need to find for the general. And that's, that isn't, that shouldn't be secret to people. That's called political strategy. And so, it is called political strategy. Yeah. And in fairness, we're going to have much higher turnout yeah. than we had in the, last night. Well, so, uh, hey, here's know, what I say. Of, if, more votes for both candidates out there. I would agree with you. And I have said this from the beginning. I'll say it again. The perfect voting day for me would be that every registered whatever voted and every independent meaning every human being if every american voted on voting day i could always live with the outcomes oh yeah because i I know the people have spoken and again it's not forever it just moves to the next cycle right how about making voting day a national holiday yeah, yeah that's a, day off and making sure that we go vote. I have to be honest with you i'm so it's great like we're 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 synchronized today i have thought about that forever since I was in the military. I was like, voting is important, and we always talk about how important it is, and I'm like, why don't we just give the day off? I mean, we, we're basically yep. the most overworked country in the nation, and people don't realize yes, we are. it. And yes, we are. We are. It's true. And it's like, it true. make voting a day off, so that's what people do. Make it a priority in people's lives. Look at us agreeing on things. Oh, I know. Well, we disagree with some things. But here's a question (laughs) that you might know, and I was going to reach out privately. Sure. But I was, and I mentioned this on the show, I was a little bit shocked that a group is trying to get kind of the fairness ordinance put into a vote. So they're doing a petition, Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. understanding. And Mm -hmm. I was a little bit shocked kind of, obviously, after we got through the rescind vote. Um, Mm -hmm. And my question was, I would love to have them on the show, and I figured you may know them or somebody in that. And my whole point is, I just want to know their feelings and thoughts behind it of of why they're trying to get that done. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do know what you mean. Uh, I will say, I don't think that I'm the best person to get you two okay. in touch. <laughs> okay. Uh, though that group and I don't get along. Okay. Well. Okay. But they are they are on Facebook. They've okay. Got a, 
They've got a page called Let Lincoln Vote, and they've got a website. Okay. And uh, you could reach out to yep, them. Yeah, I will. I'm sure that they would love to talk to you. Yeah, so and, they, I, yeah, and I... They're, they're trying to get their message out there. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I've been having all kinds of people on, and it was just a... I didn't know... Uh, what your connection may or may not be, and and you've told me go. I'll go to. Yeah. I'll go like to everywhere else I go. I go to the website. I yeah. go to Facebook, and uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just curious as to their uh, motivations and and kind of why now. I mean, I don't necessarily yeah. agree with it, but I'm not going to get in a fight on air. I just would like them to tell us not. why they are that passionate about it because I yeah. personally believe there's yeah. better ways to solve it. Uh, well, you know, let Lincoln vote. If you guys are listening, I know that you don't trust me too much, but Jack is a good guy, and he will he will talk to you and let you talk to Lincoln. So I recommend you go talk to Jack. Well, um, I appreciate that, yeah. Natalie. Yeah, yeah, of course. And thanks for calling me or for having me call in and chit chat with you. Chat All right, well, always fun. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck with the rest of the show. Call uh, in, people. There you go. Awesome. Natalie Weiss, um, you know, you never know how you're going to meet people and what's going to come about. But I will say this. If you can approach people and you think differently, doesn't matter, background, religion, um, you will find that you have more in common than you have less in common. And I think that is a majority of the problem in America. And it's definitely in the world. Um, But, you know, in the end, Natalie, I have no doubt in my mind that Natalie and I could solve problems. I don't care what the problems are because as passionate as she is about issues, um, she's willing to talk, be straight, listen, reconsider. And, and I think I'm that way, or I try to be that way. I mean, others may not think that, but it is what it is. Hey, uh, let Lincoln vote. You're welcome on the show. I will find you and reach out to you. Oh, wow. Awesome. We got another first time caller. Hey, let's go to Sam, who is a first time caller. Sam, thanks so much for uh, calling in. You bet, Jack. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, I just wanted to call in uh, as a first-time caller. I've texted back and forth a few times and uh, let everyone know over the airwaves how appreciative I am that you uh, stand up for the conservative values but uh, are more uh, willing than a lot publicly to get the other side of the story. Prime example being Natalie um, and the friendship that you've built. It was a great call that you just had with her. And and we need more of that um, in all levels from parent-teacher organizations to uh, mayor to in high offices in D.C. So uh, props to what you're doing. I'm a big golf guy. I'm a God guy. I'm a, I'm a father guy. And, and uh, it, it excites me to hear what you've got stirred up. So, Jack, thanks for all you're doing. Well, I appreciate that very, very much, Sam. Thank you for calling, and please call back. You bet, sir. Have a good evening. All right, thank you. Well, that's nice. I mean, you never really know. I mean, as you know, this is a broadcast. Neither Johnny and I have a face for TV, so they put us on radio or whatever that saying is. All the all the other radio people are going to just hammer me with that one because I screwed it up. But, um you know, it's kind of like leadership. I mean, you don't necessarily know if you're doing a good job. I mean, you have to accept the fact that some of your men and women are not going to like your decisions, and some are, and most don't care. But, you know, the metrics are, they're they're not hard and fast. And, um, but I certainly, along with KLIN, try to have a vision for the show as we have, and and bring conservative points of view to make sure that those are heard, because let's be honest, there's not a lot of just straight conservative 
thought or talk on the airways, but at the same time, um, you know, be able to communicate with both sides as much as we can reach them or they reach out to us. And I think we've been honest brokers with that. And, and I agree with what Sam, so first of all, thank you very much, Sam, because it just always feels good that, um, people are recognizing and, um, not just, oh, you know, this guy's just, you know, throwing fire and doesn't care. Cause that's not the truth. I care deeply about America. I care deeply about, uh, Lincoln and Nebraska and, and people in general. And I think that's the key word that I got from Sam is that we do need more relationship building. When I consult, uh, with businesses and sports teams in my other line of work, it's all about relationships. And the number way we get to relationships is through communication. And, you know, we've got this ability to hear, listen, voice, uh, body language, all kinds of ways as human beings we communicate. And frankly, we're, we've been doing a poor job. And, you know, it is okay to agree to disagree but be peaceful about it. Um, Washington's a mess. It has been for a long time. It was a mess when I was in the military, right? There's agendas. There's lobbyists. There's a lot of things that weren't intended by the founding mothers and fathers of this country, which, I mean, look at, I just brought up, because I was thinking about July 4th. I mean, on July 4th, 1776, the Second Continental Congress, so all the colonies got together, right, with their representatives, unanimous, unanimously adopted the Declaration of Independence, announcing that they were separating from Great Britain. All right, that is the founding of what we have now. And, you know, they had to fight for it, but I think that, the greatest thing America has done, being that beacon, and we still are, is we have, as a people, made mistakes. But we also self-correct. And I know we don't self-correct sometimes in this timeline that certain people want. But we have shown the ability since 1776 to be able to do that. And we need to do that again. And we need to do it in communication and civil discourse and peaceful protest and things like that. And if we can do that, I guarantee you, for the greater good, we can have better relationships, better friendships, and a better society. And if that's all we get done on Drive Time Lincoln, for however long they'll let me be on, then great. We've we've done something good for the world. And so totally appreciate that, Sam. And a first-time caller. We're getting more first-time callers than we thought. All right, uh, Mo, who I probably know. Mo, who I know. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, Commander, it's Mo. How are you, Mo? Well, it's a great day to wake up in the first congressional district of Nebraska. I would agree with you. We uh, replace uh, one solid pro-life conservative with another solid pro-life conservative. So we, uh, this first district did a great job. Lancaster County needs to step it up for the general, though, in November, Commander. Well, we do need to get more, but I would say Lancaster County's been trending pretty well over the last year in getting people out to vote. But I, I won't be satisfied until every registered Republican votes in our elections. You and me both, Commander. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, six percentage points is a nice win for uh, now congressmen to be flood, but... Uh, that margin in Lancaster County could sure get a little tighter than it was. So, Well, and no doubt, my first reaction last night, and I mentioned this to Natalie, was they they already are strategizing how they find 
10,000 votes or 8,000 for the general. And so conservatives need to realize that all over Nebraska, conservatives can control government, if you will, and bring those values forward if they just go out and vote. Yeah, absolutely. So great first step in May, great second step yesterday, but big step is in November. So great show, Commander. Keep it up. All right. Thanks, Mo. Appreciate the call. All right. Yeah, bye. You bet. All right, good. Well, we didn't really get to it. We're not getting too low on time. We might have time for another call. Uh, text line, a lot of people thrilled about uh, Flood's victory, and I think that's you know great. If you're conservative, you should be. You hold the line, right? Don't lose any spot, spot, spots. Um, you know, And in the case of Lincoln-Lancaster County, we're on the journey to take back spots. Um, a lot of people ask me about Tammy Ward and the DUI. Here's the deal. Nothing's been put out. Um, from the city or LPD, other than what we know, um, I would assume she's recovering from her injuries and obviously not talking, which makes sense. So, again, folks, we just have to wait on that. I, I don't like it. I mean, it looks bad. Um, but, you know, I agree with Richard. You know, hear me say it again. Innocent till proven guilty. Um, and we will get the facts. And when we do, I mean, as a public figure and a councilwoman we'll talk about it we'll 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 make sure you stay educated but yeah nothing known yet um the other thing that's interesting um scott yeah i i don't know the deal i just saw the story that we need a second water source i i can't right now say we have one water source or we have five it appears we have one water source in lincoln um and we want to get a second one um and i'm glad you brought it up i don't have any issue i actually that's a great long-term vision idea i think the only question i have and i've i've brought this up if you listen to the show every day you'd remember i don't understand why everything in this administration in lincoln is run by committee now i do do you see what i'm saying like i get you have to have stakeholders i totally do and i'm not i'm not don't take that that i'm bashing the mayor i just i'm a military man that was my profession Right, we get intelligence, we get data, but I'm used to somebody who is held accountable. And and so every time I look at what I consider to be important decisions, I see committees and, and then those committees are self appointed, which means then they could be self licking ice cream cones. And so I what I question about that, even on the water project, is that you can have committees, but they might be loaded with your agenda. Right. And and so that's what I question. And I, I remember talking about this a lot with the tax dollars uh, that we voted on for roads. And, and now we have a civilian committee. And I know I saw Richard McGinnis is on it um, as a conservative. OK, got it one. But I, I'm just curious because I may not understand the architecture of, of city government yet. Right. That's what the exploratory committee is trying to help me understand. But to me, as a senior executive, I mean, you have engineers. You have people. Some of this I don't get, right? The everything by committee, everything by a poll. That's not what leadership is. You don't do leadership by committee, and you don't do it by what's polling in the polls. That's just bad leadership, bad governance, in my opinion. Um, but, hey, is what it is. I'd be happy to find a second water source. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, that was good. Uh, Whatever Wednesday, a nice mix of first-time callers and a couple of OGs. (laughs) 
Yes, OGs. OGs. Um, yeah, I was surprised. Started a little slow, but really appreciate everybody because it's new voices, right? New voices, new uh, thoughts and takes. Again, the people talking. Um, really appreciated all the questions, and they were wide-ranging, which I know I appreciate, and I hope the listeners appreciate, um, as well as a good talk with Natalie Weiss, and uh, we'll try to understand uh, the Let Lincoln Vote about the Fairness Ordinance group a little bit better. I'll reach out. Um, on the text line, Scott, Linda, um, great text, you know, talking about the water, talking about floods, victory, COVID. Jennifer thought it was great uh, talking about, you know, the schools. Vicky, exploratory for mayor, uh, Brian, and everybody. Yeah, really, really good. Even, uh, you know, Sam talking about appreciating the show. Um, Friday, okay, first time caller Friday. Now, we may have a guest, and if that guest comes on, um, we'll, we'll still have at least a segment. So, first time callers, get the word out. Uh, we don't bite off anybody's head. Uh, we're pretty fair here, and uh, we'd love for you to come on. And OGs, you're still welcome to call, just not during the first time segment. We're trying to broaden it a little bit. Um, but you always have the text line, and everybody that's te- text in knows that I sit here and answer all text as best I can. Oh, well, LA Times, I just want to say this real quick. How, here's the headline from the LA Times Liberal, Democratic, run place. Is California ready for more black people to legally carry guns in public? Is that the most racist headline you've ever heard? And this is the people that say they support minorities. It, it makes no sense. Good job, LA Times. 